what do you do? What's going on, everybody? Back at it again. Hope everyone's feeling good. Had a good week. Um, anybody try out the Celtic sea salt or just some natural sea salt? Um, would love to hear about it. Either email me at theramblingviking at gmail.com or uh, at ramblingviking on Twitter, DM, or just tweet me. Uh, anyways, today is a little sports podcast for you. Yeah, sports. We can talk about sports. Um, but first. Oh, no, I lost it. I lost it. Whatever I was going to talk about. So today we're going to go on sports. Mainly, I mean, football's out of season. Um, NHL, I'm not Canadian, so not huge on, on hockey. Uh, baseball just started, so people are hitting home runs. This is about the updates I get. So when I say sports, I really kind of mean the, th- the most interesting thing at hand, which is the NBA playoff picture. Now, before we dive into that deep, dark hole, I do want to address something very interesting. So for those of you in the sports world and follow this, I'm sure you heard about it. Now, I'm really torn as to whether I want to give this coverage or not, but I think something needs to be said about it because there's been a lot of conversation around this certain thing, and I don't think it's very warranted as far as how much weight uh, it's being given. So I kind of want to dispel something. <clears throat> so a couple of days ago, or I guess recently, I mean, a couple of days ago was the results. We there was we found out there was a survey, an anonymous survey sent out to 122 NBA players. Give you a little perspective. There are 450, roughly 450 NBA players um, in the league. So you're looking at about 27%, about a quarter of the players. So you're already, and and we can say, I mean, shoot, maybe you sent to all the starters or something, um, which would actually pan out. No, that wouldn't even be right because five times. That'd be about 150. So we'll, we'll say we'll say really the biggest stars, um, not all starters, but for the most part. And I don't know if this was just random NBA players or if they're, you know, like I said, there was like all the starters on the team or something. But usually with um, to get accuracy on on a, a study like this, a research study, especially if it's going to be a, a filled out survey. You have to randomize it. You can't select certain people because then there's a variable that could affect your results depending on who you pick. So generally, you have pool 450, you randomly select 122. So it could be anybody and everybody. But anyways, the survey was, which this is a weird survey to send out. Like there, I, This was one that was definitely just trying to get traction in the media and like just cause some conversation. But it was most overrated and most underrated players. Now, which is is weird. It's like I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't care. Um, either way about that. But out of this one hundred and twenty-two, which is about twenty-seven percent of the league, forty-seven are what. Phil responded to the survey. So 
You're looking at 38. Wow. I was on the dot. So last night I was talking about this with somebody and I was like 47 out of 122. I was like, mm, that's probably about 38%. I just did the math on my phone. I was spot on and like mine was just a real hard guess. I was like 47 is obviously 47% out of 100, but 22. So you want to drop that a little bit. I'm impressed. Good job, me. Good job. Anyways, so about 38%, which is decent for three-point shooting percentage, but I mean, all in all, it's not a, it's not a very high yield on, on on a return on a survey. Filled out this filled out this survey and returned it to him. And the results that came back were, I guess you could say, interesting. If you take that, if you take the numbers out of the context, meaning the fact that 47 out of 450 people, 10% of the league weighed in on this. And I don't feel like 10% is a great representation of what the, the league thinks. So anyways, the, the way that <laughs> on the articles you can read about it. So Draymond Green and Russell Westbrook were rated the most overrated or ranked the most overrated players in the league. Now, an interesting tidbit about this is, and what most people thought about it, was like, yeah, they're definitely two very kind of, they can be abrasive. And so maybe, you know, it's guys that are just like, they don't like them and think they're kind of overrated. Um, and that's kind of how the conversation is gone. And they talk about their games and their numbers. I, my first question or thing that I was interested in about this was, all right, cool. Seven. What they got seventeen percent of the vote, which I believe is about eight votes. So, times, yeah, eight votes out of forty-seven. So I really feel like you just wasted space on your website, paper, your time writing this out to, to cover this story because this, for me, this is a really non-story. Sure, that's fine. That's like, oh, it's Draymond Green, the nut kicker, and Russell Westbrook, the the ultra, the hyper competitive um, freak athlete. And then, obviously, you know they have like Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins are second. Blah blah blah. Um, but I just don't. I don't see anything here. And maybe, maybe, maybe I feel like I'm stopping, stopping my train of thought here. But when I saw this and then I quickly read and I was like, okay, 47 players. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I didn't see this. So only 47 voted for most overrated, but 116 voted for most underrated. So you're at least getting almost you're getting about 20% of the league, 20% participation out, out of the entirety of the league there. But then, but out of just this sample size, that's like a 95% um, participation rate. Yeah, 95%. So that's actually pretty good. So that one you could actually like, okay, there's some weight to that because you had about 20% of the entire league represented there, but then you had 95% um, respondent rate. 
for this study study in your sample size itself. So it's like that one actually comes out to be okay. That we can look at those, you know. And I think it was Drew Holiday led the way with sixteen percent of that vote. Um, but the other thing, talk shows went in and tried to talk about it, and I know Byron Scott made some rant about how he thinks Russell Westbrook is underrated, which. I would kind of agree with because the f- simple fact that anybody can, any one man, specifically one who's six three, um, can average a triple double for three straight seasons, which we've never seen done. We'd only seen it done one uh, consecutive season, and but he broke a an over half century old record in doing it. And then he's like, you know what? I'll just average one again in the next year, and then average one again in the next year. And the fact that he might get close. He's going to pass Magic Johnson on triple doubles, which is insane to think about, to think about Magic Johnson. And then he's, I don't know if he'll ever catch Oscar Robertson who had 181 and he's only, and he's just at 137 right now, but it's like, I mean, if he's able to string together another 40 or so over the next four or five years, I think it's possible. It's going to be tough though, to see how things pan out because he's, he's kind of, He's still riding the peak of his career, but he's he's staring at the he's staring at the back nine. He is staring at him. But anyways, basically, this story is a bunch of nonsense. Um, and I think it's just people who don't like those players. Um, I kind of agree with the Draymond one, but it's like all in all, I'm like, okay, so three people think this. Um, is kind of the aspect out of 450. So why do I care? Like 47 people out of the 450 and voted on this. So basically it's all non-votes. Like if you would, if you would do a statistical analysis of the significance of this, do like a T-test or something, test the significance, I guarantee you it would, it would register way below the mark to be significant. And so it's just really a non-story. I guess my take on this is like, it's inevitable, but it annoys me nonetheless. You see something like this come out, and the only purpose for this is for the talking heads. And it's kind of funny because right now, if you look, and this would be a good segue, if you look at where we're at, the the playoffs are upon us in a day. Like We are closing out the NBA season, and there are so many different scenarios. Like the bottom – Three seeds in the West, but even there's, and then it, within the top four seeds of the West, there's potential movement depending on how the last games go tonight. In the East, you have you have the Pistons and the Hornets gunning for that last playoff spot, and it's like the Pistons need to win to get in, and um, but if they lose, it's a whole different ball game. Like, but so you have plenty of content to talk about, but maybe, but maybe what it was is maybe they were like. Maybe, you know, they got the results and, and it it panned out. And they're like, all right, cool, so let's publish them. Uh, but anyways, that's one of those studies I think you can take and just kind of throw in the trash, throw off to the side and be like, all right, that's cool, like whatever. Um, kind of like when, I don't know. I feel like it's that crazy guy on the side of the road who's like talking to himself, looking up at like a mural on a wall. And he's got like one shaky hand. And you just walk, and maybe he stops and says something to you about like, I don't know. <laughs> then 
I, I don't even, I can't even come up with anything right now, but you know what I'm, we all know who I'm talking about. Just yelling at nothing. You're like, all right, dude, I'm just going to keep it moving. That's what these results were for me. It was like, okay, I'm just going to keep going about my day. Thanks for, you know, well, I'm never going to get that 10 minutes back. Appreciate it. <laughs> but I won't waste any more time on that. Cause that was a little ridiculous. Let's talk about the exciting stuff. The NBA playoff picture. So, I don't know if you saw on Twitter or through Twitter, but basically there were people that released, it was like an Excel spreadsheet of for the East and the West for all the possible um, playoff pictures, and it was insane. It had like 40 columns, 30 to 40 columns, and it was beyond, and it was based, and it was like through like six games, and it, and I mean, in these across these six games, if one team won or lost or something, it was, um, it would totally change the game, and it would totally change the seating. It could move two people around, and it's like, wow, that's that's uh that's crazy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go over a little bit what we got. So in the East, this is gonna be one to eight. Or one to nine, actually. You got Milwaukee, they're locked in. Toronto locked in. Philly at three. Um, Boston at four. Now they're only well, they have more losses, but they're only one win away. Uh, Indiana at five. Brooklyn and Orlando are tied, so six and seven. Um, but or, or I believe Orlando, if they win, they will jump them. They, I believe they have a game tonight. Then Detroit is one game below them at eight. And Charlotte is one game behind them at nine. And Detroit plays tonight. And so basically they, they need to win. So, But we'll get into the DSLs in just a second. In the Western Conference, we have a one to eight is Golden State locked in. Denver um, possibly locked in. Houston. Uh, Denver and Houston have the same record. Houston has one more loss. They're two and, two and three. Then we have Portland. They're locked in. Utah at five. They're locked in. Then we have OKC. At, uh, in San Antonio and Los Angeles uh, Clippers. San Antonio and Los Angeles Clippers have the identical record. OKC is up one game on those two teams. Um, they won last night against the Rockets, and if they win uh, tonight against the Bucks, they'll be locked in at that sixth seed. But um, uh, San Antonio and Los Angeles actually play tonight, and um, the tiebreaker's kind of interesting, but let's, uh, let's get in. So basically, it's win and in for the Pistons. If the Pistons win tonight, um, they will uh, be in the playoffs. That'll put them put them uh, out of reach of Charlotte. Now, here's the interesting. Charlotte swept them in the regular season series. Charlotte was 4-0 against Detroit in the regular season. <clears throat> and the Pistons are playing who else but the Knicks. And Blake Griffin, their key guy, is uh, suffering. He missed the he missed last night's game, which they ended up winning, but he may miss tonight's game because he's uh he's out right now. So moving on, the Magic, who are just below the Brooklyn Nets. <clears throat> wow, the Magic can move up a spot. That's crazy. So if the Nets knock off the Heat and the Magic lose, Detroit could slip into the seventh seed because they have the tiebreaker over Orlando. However, Brooklyn loses, Orlando could jump to the sixth seed 
if they beat the Hornets. But the Hornets are trying to get in with the win. So basically, Orlando versus Charlotte is a playoff game. Um, and Brooklyn has 2-1 record against Orlando, so they have a tiebreaker. So that wouldn't change anything. <clears throat> Rockets could jump to the second seed or fall to the fourth. Uh, by the way, I'm I'm referencing specifically. I'm referencing a Bleacher Report article right now, just for where credits due. But I'm just <laughs> this is not my research, folks. Um, Houston, they went three and one against Denver, so they have a tiebreaker. And so, if both teams finish with identical records, um, Denver then has a is really under pressure to beat um, the T Wolves, but they could also fall to the four spot. If if Nuggets and Blazers both win on Wednesday, Portland has a tiebreaker over Houston. So if Nuggets win tonight and Blazers win tonight, Houston falls. Wow. Portland is playing the Kings. Um and but they can't overtake Denver because they have a tiebreaker. All right. Wow. Oh my goodness. So San Antonio has the tiebreaker over the Thunder. So they could grab a sixth seed if they win tonight against the Clippers and then the Thunder lose uh, tonight against the Bucks, which is going to be a tough one. Back-to-back, and it's the Bucks, Rockets, Bucks. Woo. Um, but here's the thing. Bucks not only have a top seed in the East, but they also have a top seed in the league. And so there is a chance that the Bucks could rest people tonight. This is my personal conjecture here that they may rest or limit guys tonight because they they have nothing to, to lose or gain from tonight's game. So we'll see. And it's and it's a different conference, so it's like Eastern versus Western. So it's like they wouldn't see us till the conf- or till the finals. Um, now check this out: the Spurs could still fall to the eighth seed. So if they lose tonight. And the Clippers win, and then they fall. And now the Clippers, if they win and the Thunder lose, hold on. I thought the Clippers were playing the Spurs. I may be wrong on this, folks. Pause, because according to this statement, Okay, so the Clippers can avoid a first-round matchup with the defending champion Warriors with a win and losses by the Thunder, the Spurs, or both. Okay. Goodness. Wow. So depending on how tonight unfolds, Clippers could face the Warriors, the Nuggets, or the Rockets in the first round. Um, Let me see. Let me look at... No. The NBA today, please. All right, let's see. So the Magic play the Hornets. That's very interesting because the Magic could jump up to the sixth seed. Um, but the Hornets are trying to play to get in. Oh, the Spurs play the Mavericks. I am so sorry, folks. I was wrong. So Spurs play the Mavericks. And the Mavericks aren't in, so and it's Dirk's last game. So, you know, who knows what the Spurs are gonna do, but I don't think they I don't think anyone wants to face Golden State first round. So it's gonna be tight. Um Oh, that's right. Jazz play the Clippers. Now, if the Jazz had lost last night, then the Thunder would have an opportunity to get up to the uh, fifth seed um, if the Clippers would win against the Jazz tonight and the Thunder would win out. But since the Jazz won, they're locked in because the Thunder had the tie, the 4-0 tiebreaker 
<laughs> tiebreaker over uh, over the Jazz. Um, anyways, pan, pan out to be very interesting. So, holy cow. So the Clippers are trying to win because they're trying. Clippers, Spurs, and Thunder are all gunning for that sixth seed um, or the seventh seed even, just not the eighth seed. Um, so the Thunder need a win tonight against the Bucks. The Spurs obviously are trying to win against Mavs. Um, and the Clippers are, are trying to win to get in. So that'll be very, very interesting to see how it unfolds. Uh, let's look at these look at these matchups today, right? So if playoffs started today, meaning no changes, it would be Bucks, Pistons in the East, Raptors, Magic, 76ers, Nets, which for me personally. It's weird having these teams in the playoffs, but the league has totally shifted this year. We have the Magic and the Nets saying their name and playoffs being synonymous because the Nets have been garbage trash for several years, but D'Angelo Russell is coming out and that team has some synergy. The Magic have some synergy because they've been kind of trash, so that's kind of cool. Um, Celtics, Pacers, oh, that would be such a good series if Oladipo was in it, um, would be the 4-5. So then the West would be Golden State and Clippers. Sorry, Clippers. The Nuggets and the Spurs. That'd be an interesting matchup. Rockets and the Thunder. Woo! Man, after last night's game, that'd be some heat. And then Trailblazers and Utah should be an interesting series, a battle in the Northwest. So that would be if they ended today. Holy cow. So there's a lot going on, folks. <laughs> oh, and I don't even think I got it all because, and I don't know if it made much sense to you guys. Um, basically though, I'm going to be, I mean, I fall, I, I follow the West a little bit more, but this is exciting. We haven't seen something like this. We haven't seen like this much possible movement on the last day and in several years in the league. And so it's, it's really, really fun because what it does is it's like, Hey, the playoffs started yesterday or Monday, even for some people, because it's like, Hey, we got to win out for the thunder. The playoffs started yesterday. And for, for these other teams, I mean, for Utah, playoffs were yesterday because it's like, hey, we're trying to lock in our spot, and it's not guaranteed, and I love that. Love that. Um, and and so, so it's a lot of fun, and, and I think the playoffs are going to be absolutely insane. Um, I think we're all hoping for, or most of us, maybe not. I mean, it's hoping for some magical first-round bounce of the Warriors. That would be incredible, or at least a tight, tight, tight game a seven-game series. I don't want to see 4-0, 4-1, 4-1, 4-1 again. I think we can all agree that that was trash garbage, and I get it. It's like it's best for the NBA, like revenue-wise for and ratings-wise for the Warriors to go deep, at least to the conference finals, but if not, the finals. But we can all agree that it was not good to see them just sweep everybody because where's the fun in that? It's like, oh, these teams don't have a chance. They just blow them out, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it'll be interesting. And they have Boogie now too, so I don't even know how that changes things. But we'll see how it pans out. Should be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Hope you guys are excited. Uh, let me know. Curious to hear you guys' thoughts on where you want things to fall, seedings to fall. If you have any insights into the playoffs or crazy theories, um. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and I'll cap this off with with my my theories. Um, I will say this <sighs> disclaimer: there is some underlying bias on my part um, towards the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, just being an Okie, 
It's like, gosh, uh, there's some allegiance there. But I do my very best to actually look at it objectively. And if anything, I'll give you like, here's kind of my bias answer. Like, here's what I want to happen. But here's more what I think will happen. Um, the East, I don't follow as closely. But I will say this. The Bucks, the Bucks have a really, I think I have a really, really good shot at the title. At stripping away this annoying Golden State um, cheat code to the league. I'm not going to call it a dynasty because it's just a cheat code at this point. Um, so I'm really, really pulling for the bucks in, in a lot of ways just to get there. Um, I think they, they match up really well against the warriors. They kind of fit that bill. They got a lot of length. They got shooters. They, um, they have great coaching this year. So I'm hoping for something good along that way. Toronto, Toronto has been in there classic contender, but playoffs seem to be the bane of their existence. It's kind of been a real crapshoot the last couple seasons as far as like, they can't just quite get over that hump, get to the finals, you know? Uh, 76ers, young and upcoming team. I'm excited to just see what they do. Um, but like I said, they're young. And so, I mean, a lot of these teams in the East are kind of younger. We'll see how that goes. The Celtics is a very precarious, precarious situation because they got a lot of star power, but they've been dealing with a lot of injuries. Last night, their game, it was the backups and like some G League two-way guys. So that was kind of wild. That was ooh, wild. Um. So that that so that'll be interesting to see if guys can get healthy and what kind of rhythm they can get. Pacers made a good run after losing Vic. Um, the Nets, man, I'm just curious to see what they do, how they mix it up. The Magic, what, another team, curious to see how they do, how they mix it up. You know, um, Detroit and Charlotte, like that's just an interesting down below. That, that's kind of the classic look of like these are some real mediocre teams, like they barely, like they are one game over 500. Or one game under 500 on the bottom four seeds. So I don't care as much about those in the East because it's like it is the East and the West still reigns dominant because our eight seed is has 47 wins. Um, and there's a six win gap between the five and the six seeds in the East. So it's like those none of those guys would even be in playoff contention. Uh, going to the West, obviously, Gold State can go uh, to the trash. Don't care about them, but you know how that goes, right? Denver, they're young. So we'll see how they how they how they handle playoffs. Uh, Rockets get out of town. Um, not a fan of James Harden play style, particularly his, in my opinion, illegal step back. But it's been justified. Whatever. Um, Portland last year they got swept by the Pelicans, so it's like maybe they're out for blood this year. But we'll see. Utah, not a fan. Hope they don't do well. Thunder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Obviously, I want them to do well. They, they've had a very interesting season though, being in a kind of a post all-star slump and been real inconsistent. So I'm curious to see though, if they're going to kick it into gear and turn it on. Uh, the Spurs are always just in the mix the Clippers. They're kind of a newcomer. I mean, they, they had a lot of switch ups, so we'll, we'll see. Um, honestly, Western conference goes with gold state. So you got to get through them. You got to get through them. Um, people that have a chance, um, I don't know if Denver. I don't know if Denver. I'm. I don't feel Denver has as much credit as they should. Just be, you know, they're number two. They've been playing really well. It's like, yeah, Denver. But honestly, I don't know. Come playoff time, the Rockets actually do have a chance. Um, I think the Jazz and the Thunder also have a pretty decent chance at them. The Thunder actually, when they play right, match up really well against Golden State and can smash them. And there's obviously some personal stuff there. Uh, the but I think I see the Bucks. Um, the Bucks and the Raptors, uh, maybe Philly. Um, but Boston is all dependent upon their health coming out of the East. 
So you're looking at like a Milwaukee Golden State, or I think it'd be really cool to see a Milwaukee Thunder, but you might see Milwaukee Rockets. You might see Toronto finally jump over the hump. That'd be exciting. That'd be really exciting. So uh, anyways, that's kind of my playoff outlook. One last thing, how we're going to close it out. We're going to talk a little bit about the sensitivity of Kevin Durant. That man has to, has to, has to move on. His move to Oklahoma City is is one of the most controversial, polarizing, like whatever moves and in, in, in really changed a lot of things about the dynamic of the NBA. But he, he has to quit. He has to quit coming at people. So if you don't know, Richard Jefferson on the broadcast was sitting there talking and was like, talking about um, 2016 NBA Finals. Um, so when the Cavs won, and then generally how it works is, he was like, man, when you're on the street, when, you, when, you're, when you're out the park in the neighborhood and you lose and it was close, but you, kn- you knew you could have won, you say, you say, nah, man, run it back. Run it back. That's what they always say. And it's like, hey, run it back. Same teams. Let's do this. We can get you. So when, you know, we didn't play as well, but we think we can definitely win. We were the better team. Um, which uh, you could obviously justify for Golden State when Cleveland beat them. Um, but in his words, they were like, nah, we're going to get our big brother and reload. And so he was kind of giving them crap. You know, it wasn't too serious. But then Kevin decided, they threw that quote on Instagram, House of Highlights did, and then Kevin decided that Fireback said, man, everybody from the streets now. Richard Jefferson was just like, yeah, excuse me. Um, my mom got us out of L.A. so me and my three brothers wouldn't possibly uh, be at risk of getting shot on the street corner uh, that my dad died on. Um, so, yeah, that's my reference about the street comments. And he's like, look, you're, on the, you're one of the best players on the best teams. You're going to get all that air coverage. And so you need to learn to get over it and not, not fire back and be sensitive. But that's my take. Anyways, I'm about to be capped at 30 minutes. Um, so I'm going to stop. Okay, so I'm going to stop there. Um, sorry, uh, when I record this through Anchor, um, through the desktop, they only they cap you at 30 minutes per recording, but uh, the episode's going to obviously be longer. Anyways, Richard Jefferson was basically was just saying, like, look, man, you need to calm down. Like, you, you, they're going to cover this. You're going you're gonna to have people that are always criticize. You're going to have people on both sides of this to the end of time because, I mean, let's face it, it was a polarizing move, but it's like you need to learn to stick with your – your uh stick with your guns just keep moving keep living life like forget about it forget about it and for me i'm all, i'm in the camp of like i didn't like the move personally granted like i said i'm got a little oklahoma city thunder bias um nonetheless i'm i'm ultimately happy for the move um cuz i kind of feel like he he let his true colors come out more once he went out to golden state i was like okay cool that's where you that's where you lie but um from a from a traditionalist standpoint i mean it's it's kind of and I know it's like, yeah, he just he he's allowed to do all this, blah blah blah. It's his decision, what's best for him, blah blah blah. But it's like, there's something to be said about, um, I don't know what you want to call it, but the 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 rep side of it, like, like you don't lose to a team, like, yeah, can I just join you guys? Because uh, I don't think I can win. It's like, really, really. And it was it was the anomaly of a three one comeback, but that's really not what I'm getting into. Really, what gets me about this whole scenario is just. What I what I what I'm learned what I've what I've I think what we've all seen and maybe if you haven't realized it but he's a real headcase, real insecure. He cares too much about what people say, and like I, I guess it's I, I want to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt, and kind of spin it as a good thing. Like dude just wants to be liked, but the problem is I don't know if he makes a connection that the things that he does ultimately like 
given the position he's in, you're gonna have you're gonna have haters all the time. Not not criticizers, but haters, people just being trolls. And you have to learn to decipher when and that is in social media just causes exponential that to be exponentially worse because it's the that that wall of separation, meaning I'm not looking at you face to face. It's just words on a screen on my phone. So it's like I'm more brave to say something because you're not gonna come and do anything to me. But you just got to learn to get over it, right? And I, <laughs> he picked the wrong fight here with Richard Jefferson and the wrong way to comment about it. Everybody from the streets now, it's like, yeah, Richard Jefferson has my respect and uh, is definitely well-spoken and definitely roasted you on that one, my dude. So, who, who, back it up, back it up. But I think it's just this, this, and I think it's natural. You know, we don't like when people don't like what we say or what we do. Um, but you got to learn, you got to learn to kind of not focus on that. And, and I think that's, I think that's what we're seeing here is one very interesting article. No, oh, I thought I was about <laughs> cap this off. One interesting article I saw on this scenario was, um, this was a while back was how we talking about like part of the decision for him to go go to golden state was a validation of like he, he got validation from from that from the guys on that team and so i sat back and i was like interesting like most people are like okay yeah cool like they think he's good but i sit back and think about it like you've are you've won three scoring titles you've been in the nba finals you you you're an mvp reigning mvp and you still need validation. I get it where it's like, it's like the humble side. Like I'm saying humble saying ground, like <clears throat> I'm not going to get too caught up in my ego, but this is the exact opposite of that. This is saying like, am I, am I, am I good? I don't know if I'm good. And like, you'd be like, no, you're, you're as good as, as good, as good as they say, man. Like you're awesome. Like, okay, cool. I guess I'm good. And like that, that's kind of what he was getting at. He didn't outright say this. This is me kind of reading into it a little bit, but just knowing a little about the scenario, it's like, dude, when you are at that level of competitiveness and you're still sitting there looking for validation from from each other, it's like you you you've got to build some self confidence, man, some independent self confidence about about your game, and and I think that's why I personally believe that like he's not a put the team on your back kind of dude in the sense of like everything rides on his shoulders. I'm not saying he can't make clutch shots and clutch moments. He's very clutch. But as far as if you look at it, it's not his team in any ways. It's Steph's team and uh, Steph's situation. And there, there's Clay there. They're the homers and Draymond even. And so he's quite honestly a mercenary. But this offseason is going to be interesting. We're going to see how it plays out. I think there's going to be lots of movement around the league. Um, that's where I'm going to cap it off, though. I don't like to sit back and, hunt and, and, and flesh out too much of that Kevin Durant situation because um, – but those are those are two little interesting tidbits from that, and just recently how he keeps coming back, and people's like, "Dude, just give it up, stop." First of all, Rich Jefferson was not that serious. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he felt a little bit some type of way about it, but it is what it is, you know. That's how it panned out. I'm sure he's accepted it, so you can and just keep your mouth shut. But do what you want; it's your life, folks. So, anyways, uh, if you have any thoughts or interesting. Um, <clears throat> tidbits or you disagree with me or I missed something or I misspoke on something 
um, on the episode. Please, please, please. I, I, I love to kind of start this as a conversation. Um, and uh, you can see it through Twitter, um, at Rambling Viking DM. You can at me, whatever. Um, or you can email um, the Rambling Viking at gmail.com. Either one of those, though, um, would be awesome just to, to get this going. And then I can start, you know, incorporating the incorporating those into the episodes maybe even doing follow-up episodes um speaking of be on the lookout um jack dorsey uh, round two on joe rogan and it was amazing go listen to it if you haven't but um that'll be a different episode for a different day anyways everyone have a great week we'll see you back again next week rambling viking out